it all relates, right? Yeah. Part of my purpose-driven approach is to try to try to provide a, a access to an education to young men that wouldn't otherwise get that opportunity or even consider an opportunity like that in leveraging the game of basketball to do that. I'm not talking about less qualified academic students, just guys that wouldn't otherwise consider an elite, um, highly selective liberal arts college in the middle of Colorado. Jeff Conroe. Yeah. Head men's basketball coach at Colorado College. Before that, you were at California State University of Bakerfield? Yeah, that's right. So when did you arrive in Colorado? Was it 2020? Is that correct? First year? Yeah, right during the middle of the pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> crazy time. I had been with Coach Barnes uh, for most of my career, but our last stop was at Cal State Bakersfield. Okay. Um, was there for nine years. Loved the city. Loved the opportunity. Great um, program. It was fun to build it and and you know see a lot of success while we were there. Yeah. But then Colorado College is my alma mater. You graduated cum laude, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did your homework? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. In '99, not to tell them my age, but um, my wife and I both graduated from there. And when they called, it was an opportunity. You know, not only to go home, but really to as we started to do research, leverage the platform that is Colorado College to kind of give back and present opportunities for, you know, young student athletes. We, for, throughout my career, I had helped, you know, first generation college students get their degree oh, and see. get to a better place. And uh, the changes that are going on at, at CC with just an amazing educational opportunity, it was really a, a chance to impact lives at a different level. And um, so the purpose driven side of me as a coach, you know, I just couldn't pass that opportunity up um, to go back to CC and, and really use the game of basketball as a tool to, you know, leverage a lot of change and hopefully generational change for for young students that come there. So why, why is a uh, purpose driven um, work important to you? Is it did you grow up in that kind of uh, mentality or culture well, in your family? Or? When I graduated from CC, great question. Um, I, I kind of went to work in the corporate world and um, really great job. And that's what CC is designed to do right out of college. Do um, economics, really? Because that was I your was, major? That was an economics major. Yep. yep and uh, went to work in global strategic marketing for a, a fiber optics company okay. based out of Denver. Right. And it was great, it was exotic. We got to travel the world, it was fun. But you know, just getting caught up in that, there was no purpose for me as far as, I like people, I like team building. My dad was a coach and you know, I just, I like helping others get better, just to put it simply, and you don't do that in the corporate world. So <laughs> uh, when September 11th hit, actually there's voluntary layoffs at our company and there was a JV basketball job open at the local school where I lived yeah. and a, a legendary coach. And he said, you can, you can have the job, but you can't work. Oh, he <laughs> wanted a full-time commitment. Yeah. Cause he wanted me there for every practice, which is at 3 PM. <laughs> and to you what know, you said at my, yeah, I said, yeah, of course I'll be there at 24. I'm like, this is easy. I take the, the, the money, go travel during the summer and be a JV basketball coach. Well, when the money ran out, it kind of was a slap in the face. We had to figure some things out, but um how yeah, hard was that the journey how hard was that when the money ran out uh were, and were you being paid as a jv coach at all or was it a volunteer position or like fifteen hundred dollars like yeah I mean, <laughs> nothing yeah. yeah um it was hard but i was young enough i mean i didn't need a lot you yeah. know and i had enough of a support system that there's a lot of people out there that have a lot harder situations you know and i was able to get another job that 
kind of bridge the gap and stuff. But it, what what was the job you were doing while you were bridging as to, to yeah, bridge? Yeah, I, I this um, buddy of mine was running this. Um, there's like an intramural company for adults. Yeah, is private, you know, softball leagues and stuff like that okay. in Denver. And so um, he had just gotten a job. And he's like, hey, I think I can get you this job. And so you know the the owner lived in Chicago. He's like, yeah, I just need somebody. So I started doing that. And, uh, you know, just putting together schedules and stuff. Hustling, just making some money. Yeah, hustling, working kids out and stuff. And then uh, after about a year, decided that I wanted to pursue coaching full time. How did you? So you were still JV coach then? Yeah, I was. Yeah, just JV. Bonded with Ken Niven is the guy's name at Monarch High School. And, you know, running that league and just trying to help coach. And um, I had gotten, you know, just trying to figure out what I wanted to really do with my career and um, had a connection at Ole Miss to get in the MBA program through the Dean of Students at Colorado College. The MBA or M- the NBA? M- M- Masters, Masters in Business yeah. Association. Not the National Basketball Association. No, okay. no. I haven't had that privilege yet. But Got it. Um, yeah, so the Dean of Students there was a good mentor of mine at CC. Had it, he was went to Ole Miss undergraduate through his PhD and suggested that I pursue my Masters in Business Administration okay. at Ole Miss and that maybe I could volunteer for the basketball program and if basketball didn't work out, then, you know, I have my MBA and we could move forward in the business world. Decent calculus. Yeah. Yeah. So went down there and I had no idea who Rod Barnes was or the man he was or anything like that. And just, it was luck really. I mean, it could have been any school in the country and that's where I went and took me as a volunteer. I was washing clothes for the first year. When did you, well, actually let me back up. I was about to ask you when you realized who he was or what his yeah. gravity was, but can you tell people who are listening who might not know who he is? Who yeah, he is? sure. So Rod Barnes is, um, I think it's still one of three um, African-Americans to ever win the Na- Naismith National Coach of the Year Award. Yep. Um, he was the only player still to this day to ever be SEC Coach of the Year and um, first team all-conference in the SEC. He played at the University of Mississippi. And then eventually became the coach. He was mentored by a guy by the name of Rob Evans, Mm -hmm. uh, who people know out west a little bit more because he was head coach at Arizona State for a while. And when Coach Evans left uh, the University of Mississippi to go to Arizona State, Coach Barnes took over as the head coach there um, at his alma mater and had a really successful run, took them to the Sweet 16, which I believe maybe one time since then they've been there, but maybe their only Sweet 16 appearance for the University of Mississippi in, in men's basketball. Wow. Um, and, you know, just has had an awesome career, but he, you know, his parents came from the Delta of Mississippi. Uh, he's a first generation college student. You know, he credits Ole Miss with changing his life. And so he just taught me a ton about, you know, how not just to be a good coach, but to be a good person yeah. and how to be impactful in, in, in people's lives. So that's really defined who I am as a coach. And, you know, like I said, luck, I ended up with him. And then 19 years later, I was still with him. At Cal State Bakersfield and wasn't sure I was ever going to be with anybody else, but I did want to kind of, you know, forge my or make my own path and and um, have my own journey as far as leadership and trying to. And, and his goal was for us to to grow and expand what we do. Right. And, yep. and try to help more kids. And so he was you know, he was awesome trying to prepare me to, to take my own um, head job and and create my own um, program. Is so. that is that where you learned or you you purchased the notion of helping other people with him or was it earlier in life or when did it become something you felt like was part of your mission? 
Well, I think that's where it became real to me. I see. Um, yeah. Real in what way? I mean, actionable or you saw the outcomes? Of- yeah, I saw the outcomes. I, I mean, my dad was, my dad is a, a very selfless human being. He's a 25 year high school coach and, you know, but we grew up in Aspen. And so you, the, it, the hard scrabble streets of Aspen. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was bizarre to grow up there and especially on a teacher salary. Yeah. So, so like people don't feel sorry for you and I don't blame them, but it's different, you know, and um, I've been, I've been in a few of those communities, Silverthorne, Colorado, yeah. Telluride. We were just in Jackson hole. And to think about that disparity between the, the working folks there, especially the educators and the folks that, you know, have a second or 15th home there. It's an, fascinating thing to consider fascinating yeah so i mean the point was is he was amazing selfless changing lives doing it for the right reasons and then my my first coat job that i had working for ken niven and monarch you don't become really successful head coaches in this business if you are about yourself Hmm. Uh, in my opinion well i think that, that you can you can win but i don't think it's sustainable i think when it's about the kids and about other people and trying to help people be their best that's when you get good how do you find that 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 balance? Because on some level, you have to be self-driven, or, or is it not that? Is it is it truly like you were talking about with your dad, just a selfless guy who's there to serve? Or yeah, is there I, a balance there? Do you have to be some somewhat self-centered, or 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 is it mostly about? I, I think you, you actually have to guard against being self-centered because I think that that's where you become susceptible for bad things to happen to you in this business. In my opinion, I so, think it's all about process. What do you mean? I think that. My philosophy is that you don't worry about the results. You don't worry about the paycheck. You just try to do, you know, just focus on the everyday to try to get help young men get better, help the program get to a better place, do the work that's in front of you and enjoy the ride and everything else will take care of itself. So that's a non-obvious or maybe even counterintuitive at a glance position uh, in this world where everyone feels like they have to drive maybe uh, yeah. for, you know, be self-driven, self-centered. Yeah. And we are obviously in a world where it feels like more and more self-centered from a, you know, stru- structured 100%. position than ever. So if that's, if that's the, do you feel like that's your success? That's the key to your success in this world is, is that selflessness or that sense of, um, service? Uh, sure. Okay, so, 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 so uh, uh, yeah, let me yeah. drill down a little deeper into that. How are you able to walk that path or, or that's a, it's a, and this is not a softball or, you know, this is not a back massage, but it's a, it's a, it's a courageous uh, approach when you're talking about putting your professional livelihood and your family's livelihood on the line, right? Yeah. And to be able to, to say, I'm not focused on myself. I'm focused on other people. Yeah. Well, so let me tell it to you this way. Like I've been with coach Barnes twice when we've gotten fired, okay. you know, and that's the lowest of lows and to, to have an administrator and just different circumstances, we don't need to get into the negative side of it, but just that despair in that no one, you, you, you have the plague, like no one really wants to talk to you. In you the feel business. like persona non grata, are people not Friends, paying attention? Yeah, great way to put it, persona non grata. And then I've been at the highest of highs, winning the, the WAC championship and going to the NCAA tournament and you're like, you're on the the pedestal of like you can do no wrong like the ego boost that you're just referring to right like yeah. it's a ama- you're you're a god right. and so many and it, it's hard I mean, people to guard against screaming that. Uh, cheering for you yeah a stadium full of people cheering for you for sure and just the parties and the, the your presence they want your presence everywhere and the, yeah. you're flying on private jets and your kids i mean even my kids were you know four and, and seven at the time and they just their heads were like they were they had done something you know and i so 
to back to your point, like if you define yourself by those events, you're on this just dramatic roller coaster. Yeah. And I can remember sitting in there and it was an amazing feeling. But when it was we got home from the NCAA tournament, we got off the private jet. We're in Bakersfield. It's my wife and myself because my kids had gone with my my parents. And, you know, it's one in the morning yeah. and all of a sudden it was over and we're standing there outside of our house. It's like quiet, pitch black, quiet. Yeah. And we're looking at each other like, where did everybody go? What happened? You know, and it was it could have been this incredible low. But for me, it was like, man, look at what we've accomplished for this city. What you know, what we've given back to this community, what we've given how these kids lives have changed because of this yeah. and the opportunity. And and I realized because it could have been really empty feeling because there was it's never going to be enough if you're if you're energized by that by that stimuli yeah, it's a drug yeah, yeah. it's never it's never going to be enough right 100 you chase it for the rest of your life if you right. can't get it then you're a failure right. in that sense and i i think that's probably why i'm so grateful to coach barnes and how he helped define me as a young coach because it wasn't ever about that it was about are we doing the right thing are we trying to help kids get better but be better human beings first better um, students second and better basketball players third. And we were really, people say it superficial. Yeah. We were really truly about it all the time. And, and, you know, I've found a place in Colorado college that values process values growth. You know? How, how were you able to find that? I mean, I, I know you were familiar with them based upon having gone to school there, but that's a pretty extraordinary place when people are interested in process over outcome. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. yeah. It's extraordinary. It's an amazing place. Um, luck. I would say it was lucky huh. the first time because they had a basketball team and they were interested in me playing college basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was, and my, I can remember my grandma like, oh, that's a really good education, you know. And I was, so then I went and checked it out. And she said that, and that 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 obviously stuck yeah, with you. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good still education. to wow. this day. And I, I I had no idea the depth of what she meant. Wow, but it's amazing. It when someone says something, the right person, the right time, how it literally can change the course of your life. Yeah. One thing. One thing. Yeah. Wow. That's so, amazing. yeah, it, it, it was it was amazing. And then, you know, just when we were coming back, when we got the opportunity to come back. Um, but was your grandma able to ever see you play there? Yeah, she was. How was I that? I took it for granted. Of course. I, I, don't, I don't remember. You but were, I know she did. Yeah. You she, normally do, right? You take those, yeah, those precious those moments. Yeah. yeah. And this is probably the last year of her life, her life. And she was able to come see mm -hmm. her grandson play in basketball. Yeah. Did your dad play uh, college ball? He did. Yeah. Okay. Colorado Northwestern Junior College. Then tried to walk on at CSU. And then, Got it. As most walk-ons, it didn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> Much like my rowing career. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's why I'm a rower. My basketball career didn't pan out at Wisconsin. So so your your grandma saw the value of that education. Yeah. Were your parents uh, supportive of you playing there? Or they wanted you to do something else with someplace else? Or? They, were, they were very supportive. I actually didn't go to Colorado College at first. Where'd you go? Benedictine College in, in Atchison, Kansas, which was a it was a great experience. But talk about culture shock going I, from Aspen to Atchison. Uh, it was it was something <laughs> like a TV show or or a rap album. <laughs> Aspen to Atchison. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. it's the opposite of Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a financial because my dad was a teacher, my mom was a dental hygienist. Okay. CC was still it, it wasn't what it is today, but. It was still a, a sacrifice for us financially. Yeah, and so and I had gotten a full ride to go to to at to Benedictine, and so went for a year to try to to bridge that gap. And I was like, there was something inside of me that was like, this isn't right. I got it. I got it. 
and it wasn't basketball related. Like I was playing and I was successful, but it just wasn't me. And it wasn't, I wasn't getting out of everything out of the experience that I needed to. Did your so, parents teach you to follow your intuition or have you always just been kind of an intuitive person? Or? I, I, no one's ever asked me something like that. I don't know. Huh. I never thought about it. Huh. To, I Probably. Okay. All right. I, I'm sure that they at least uh, fostered that, you know, uh, and it allowed me to, to, to listen. Is your dad still coaching? Uh, no, he's, he's, yeah, well, yes, he is. Cause he coaches me every day. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a whistle of making your own laps if you mess up? <laughs> yeah, we lose and there's a lot of opinions in that, <laughs> in that house. Cause yeah, my, no. my wife was a, uh, she's an extraordinary athlete. She's in the hall of fame at Colorado college. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. So she's for yeah, basketball. Yeah, she's definitely the toughest in the, in the household. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a good she, culture there. Yeah. It was uh, uh soccer and women's soccer and, and lacrosse, two sports. She's a two sport athlete. Yeah. All American and lacrosse got invited to the Olympic trials and then, uh, was a pro in, in soccer. So you, professionally. you choose yeah. very good people around you and you're a slacker both. both yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> So you have a couple counties to be heard from every time you lose a game. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good Lord. <laughs> it's okay though. They all, it's all out of love. It's all out of growth. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's invested in the program. You can't ask for more. You talk a, a lot about, you know, serving other people. Did that not come from your father as well? Cause I mean, as I'm sitting here just looking for like continuity and themes, contiguous themes. I mean, it feels like you were learning that at the, at the oh, foot of your day dad. one. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I've been really, I, I haven't been blessed with a lot of money in my life, but I have been blessed with a lot of people, a really good people around me, you know, starting with my grandparents, my parents, um, family, my wife, um, but even the leaders in the business from Ken Niven to, to coach Barnes and then the administrators along the way, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Leslie Irvine, our athletic director at, at Colorado college. I mean, she's, she's one of the best in the business. And Why do you say that? Uh, there's very few athletic directors out there that are committed to championship culture and success the way that she is without losing sight of what makes the three special. And what I mean by that is she, the paramount focus is student athlete well-being and success. Okay. But then she's putting us in a position to really pursue national championships at Colorado That's a College. very complex chemistry. It is, and she's really good at it. Has, so. Was she good at it in, immediately, or did she figure it out along the way? Or like, I think you, she's figured it out. Her story is amazing. Talk about an amazing story. I mean, she's a, give me the thirty second version. She came from um, rough part of London. Okay, uh, went to Iowa to play field hockey. Oh, you're from London? Yeah, and like we're in we're in London, Brixton. Where I don't know because she just talks about her, you know, her parent blue collar parents family. Yeah. I think dad worked in the shipyards or something like that, yeah. Yeah. and. Um, she graduated from Iowa, um, got her master's there, and then became the assistant coach at Stanford for field hockey. Wow. After about a year there or so, became the head coach at Stanford and then left Stanford as the head coach at, of women's field hockey and became the senior associate AD and um, SWA at Bowling Green. Okay. Division one. Yeah. And um, oversight for men's basketball at that at Bowling Green. And then left there and went to Pomona Pitzer as the athletic director. Oh my gosh. And then left Pomona Pitzer and came to Colorado College. That's a circuitous, incredibly interesting story. It's it is. And she's big time. So, you know, and that's why I say like our we haven't had great on court success yet, although we're primed. We had 
started one freshman and three sophomores last year. Got fourth in our conference, and that's great. You know, we're we're on the way, and it's all because of because of her. Why yeah, is it all just, because of her, not you? Because that's the kind of person I am. First of all, but <laughs> <laughs> like it is, I'm nothing without that kind of leadership and empowerment. I see. Right. I think I think that's the leader's job is to put you in a position to do what you do and be successful. Is that what you try to do for your your players? For sure. When you talk to 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 parents and to student athletes, there are a couple hundred kids out on the court right now. Yep, young men. Yep. Um, when you talk to them and talk to their parents who might come up to you and they ask you why, if they're if they're capable of and if they're the right fit, why should they come play for you? What do you tell them? Well, so. You want me to give you the sales pitch. But no. First of all, I... You I, won't give me the sales pitch. No. Well, I, I will. I'll give you some stuff. But I think it's incredibly important today to figure out what is fit. Explain I, that. Well, we just have it. People are... Where can I get a scholarship? Like, I, half these kids out there probably today would commit on the spot if they got a scholarship offer. Why? Like, why is that the best case? And I'm a living example of that of going to somewhere where i did get a scholarship and it was not because of i want to play at the highest level it was because i trying to put help my family be in the best spot yeah but it it makes no sense if it's a bad fit for you right the benedictine just was a bad fit for me and and at being at the division one level at a place that was not the sexiest place in the world in bakersfield um we had our greatest success when we had guys that fit cal state bakersfield and fit our program and that's something that i believe in holistically is like you need to go somewhere you fit is that and and your style fits us a lot of kids out here that think that cc is the place for them but they i can tell they haven't researched our basketball program because they don't fit who we are in what basketball program in in, just as an example what sense well so it it all relates right yeah part of my purpose-driven approach is to try to try to provide access to an education to young men that wouldn't otherwise get that opportunity or even consider an opportunity like that in leveraging the game of basketball to do that. I'm not talking about less qualified academic students, just guys that wouldn't otherwise consider an elite, um, highly selective liberal arts college in the middle of Colorado. Yep. And then we use the game of basketball to introduce them to Colorado College, the benefits, and then they come and it hopefully generational change starts to occur right with the network the alumni network um first of all it's an elite education um but then once you receive that education the people that you go to school with that you surround yourself with and then you can lean on the alumni that have come before you uh to really transform your trajectory and put you on a different path in life you know that's hopefully what we're trying to accomplish are you a basketball coach or are you a generational familial change agent uh hopefully i'm a leader okay tough um, a tough witness here your honor (laughs) (laughs) doesn't go with anybody (laughs) i mean ideally i'm a change agent yeah um but i think that the best of both of those are great leaders and just trying to hopefully make a difference and 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 you know if we can it to me it even goes beyond just changing lives yep if we change lives, it changes the institution, my alma mater. Perfect virtuous cycle, everything works. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. We're the front porch of the institution. If we have success on the court and we have great young men representing us, then we should be able to help Colorado College get to a better place. Is that what? what and it's an amazing place. I, I could get passionate about it. Like it's 
it, no one knows about it. And it, it's an amazing place. Give me I mean, five reasons why it's amazing or three. Well, it's first of all, the, it's a world-class setting. It's yep. in Colorado Springs, at the foot of Pikes Peak, 300 days of sunshine a year. It's uh, half a mile north of downtown. Uh, it's a really um, one of the best five places in the world area in the country to live, according to U.S. News and World Report. Uh, the downtown, the tech money that's come into Colorado Springs is booming. Uh, the downtown is just dynamic right now. It's amazing. Um, and then you start to consider the educational side of it, where um, for 50 years we've done this thing called the block plan. You take one class for three and a half weeks, and then you have a four-day break, and you start your second class. It's So one class at a time. Most classes, every class starts at 9, um, usually in 11, 30, noon. Come back in the afternoon, um, have labs if you have labs or study. No extracurriculars start before 3 p.m., so you're 9 really? the 3 p.m. block is dedicated to academics. Um, student and faculty ratio is 10 to 1, you know, only 2,400 students. So you, the depth of your relationships that you build with your faculty, your administrator, your coaches are enormous. You're yep. with those same people up to six hours a day, uh, even your, wow. your cohort, right? Um, it's a completely immersive um, opportunity, so you get to um, – my accounting class was taught in a, a manufacturing uh, company at the at location. You're so kidding. we traced, you know, the accounting cycle from raw materials to finished goods and learned that. So 25 years ago, I still remember my accounting because of that. Um, hands on skills in real world. Hands skills. on skills. Wow. And the opportunity to study abroad. Where else in the country can you um, play college basketball and study abroad? Well, at CC, you can play your season and then block six and eight because it's the only class that you're taking. I mean, six through eight, you can go to Italy and learn Italian in Italy. Wow. And there's classes there that they teach that. Um, you know, the opportunity to research with your professors, get published in an academic journal before you leave. A lot of people get scared because it is tough. It's hard. It's hard work, but you are, know, are I you believe looking in for, growth. So. You, I'm sorry, you're looking for growth? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. That's easy. So my question to you, totally objective and, and um, hypothetical. Are you looking for a six foot three, maybe slightly older than your average student um, player with a good jump shot that looks like me? I'd come play for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we got a position. <laughs> I work I didn't hard. know where you're going with that, I, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like a great place. I'd like to go back to school, I got to say, especially the yeah, overseas Especially part. the four-day. I, I I don't like to lead off with this, but the four-day mini spring breaks. Come you on, You go man. camping or Lake really? Powell. Oh, yeah. And you're all right there in Colorado. It's all right there. Gosh, yeah. Dude, Skiing. Fantastic. I even let our guys ski. Do you really? Yeah. I mean, because that could lead to injury, of course. And Well, they get four days off. Am I going to let them go ski? Or I'm going to let them hang out and party. I'd rather them go ski. Smart, know? smart, <laughs> strategically sound plan. Easy chance of getting in trouble or hurt. Same I, way. I will offer one last thing. I shoot logo threes. That's all I do. But okay. I, yeah, <laughs> if you need a logo three shooter, we need maybe a 12% logo three shooter. Stretching the floor is <laughs> important in today's game. I'll so. stretch. I won't run back on defense. That's how much I'll stretch the floor. <laughs> That's going to so. be a problem. Us, okay. <laughs> maybe we'll talk later. Yeah. So, so in, in life, you, it sounds like you're, you're extending in some parts what you learned from your father and then from your mentor? Is this is an accurate assessment? Yeah. Yeah. I And again, Coach Barnes was a huge influence in me. Uh, there's a bunch of people that have poured in. I, I think that the best thing that my dad and Coach Barnes taught me, but it started with my dad, is just to be a, you don't know all the answers hmm. and that's okay. Just to be a lifelong learner. 
Where are, you, where are you getting your your information? Are you learning from your your athletes? Are you learning from other coaches? Are you learning from everywhere? Yeah, I read a ton. Hmm. Um, just try to learn from our athletes. I mean, we I'm surrounded by really bright young minds. Are you a naturally so. curious guy? Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's everyone's curious or do you think you're kind of born with a curious? I think, it, yeah, I think it's genetic. I wish my 12 year old was, he's very curious, but he thinks he's right all the time. I think that's just the, the age they're in though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's probably testing his boundaries and you're his, you're his, you know, yeah. you're the complexity of his human experience, right? Yeah. You're his, his, uh, the, the guy he looks up to, but also the guy he's going to test himself against and all these other things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Uh, did you test your dad at 12? Not, not as much as my brother did. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, what's your trajectory? Where are we going to find you in five or 10 years from now? Are you at Colorado? Are you unknown? Do you, are you changing more lives there? What are you doing? Um, I, uh, who knows, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm aspirational as far as I want to, I do want to see where this thing can go. Um, I feel like I, I owe it to the people that have poured into me to try to, it, create the biggest impact possible yeah um and and i we are making a huge impact at, at cc but i also think that if we have success that i would owe it to myself my family and and everybody that's poured into us um to see what kind of level we could get it to um ultimately go back to what coach barnes imprinted in me is like where we can spread our family to help more um young men get an opportunity to change their lives through you know getting taught the game of basketball the right way from a um an extraordinary educational platform um you know then that's the that's the job that's and so if if my assistants you know if they can go on to be successful i was fortunate my first year to to one assistant went and played pro overseas he was former player of mine and then rob burke who's a great um great dude great coach uh, was my assistant interim during COVID. he had no job so he came out and Helped us out for a year and then got a head job out oh, of it. So is, the, is, he, that, is there only pride with that, or is there a sense of loss because you helped train these guys? Is there any competitive? Oh, I was devastated. He was amazing. Wow. But I also learned through that process that then that opened the door for Coach Strike, my assistant now, to come in. He was just phenomenal. I mean, he works his tail off. He's he's he is um, he's he's young and he's hungry and. And he came and he's, it's been transformational for him. And it's yeah. been such a joy for me. I mean, he's now, he's ready to be a head coach and, and pour in, you know, he's going to create a program more successful <laughs> than, than ours and, and, and just do great things when he leaves us and, and he's ready. But it's, if, if coach Burke had stayed and I had been selfish, then that wouldn't have opened that door. And right. coach Burke's now got his program and hopefully Matt's going to leave and get a head job and, you and you want that like it's it's an interesting um oh 100 percent. wow so it's selfish of me not to want that like they have to do that because they want that and and we would get stagnant with our growth if that didn't happen so that's it's another one of those virtuous cycles you've created where it may be a little bit of bittersweet to lose someone who's very talented but yeah. it's necessary yeah absolutely matt matt and coach barnes used to say that like you can't be here that long like <laughs> Wow. We need to, you need to, we either need, you either need to grow in your current position. Yep. So our program can do more or you need to go. So you, we can, you can grow another program. So how many coaches so far on the coaching tree Two. Two. Yeah. Okay. It's only been three years. No, so. that's good. It's great. But the, the <laughs> idea is, is over time you want 20, 30, for like that's, that's part of your legacy. You, you, for sure. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, 
last couple of questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, a student athlete wants to come play for you. What is the balance between being able to create some points themselves versus fit within your system? Mm -hmm. What are you telling them? What do they need to do? Well, I'm sure you can gather from this conversation that selfishness doesn't really fit in our program. Yep. Um, but we also have a, we also have a great understanding that these are young men trying to learn and grow. Okay. And our that's part of our function, our process um, is growth. You know, there's no um, we're in a results right now world. You know, and so um, there's a lot of talent out there, and talent often needs to be molded. And mm -hmm. so um, uh, this is a circuitous answer to your question, but at the end of the day, you you need to have a good heart. You need to try to want the right thing. We all fall short, right? So if I feel like somebody is not in the right place, you know, selfish, you know, internally struggling to become a better person doesn't, you know, we, we all may act and then realize, oh man, I screwed up. And if I can have that um, integrity to own that responsibility, then you're gonna fit in our program. If you are like, screw everybody, this is about me, I don't really care about anybody else. There's no room for you in our program. Is there a balance between self-drive or self-accomplishment and team, or is it always team, or is obviously it's not always self? I, I think it it boils down to motives and intent. Tell me what you mean by that. Uh, well, if, if your intention is to help us win, and you're motivated by the right things, um, then we can work with that. If you're if you're only out for personal gain, um, it's probably not going to work in our program. And eventually that's going to be flushed out. So, and again, it's the, the ability to be honest with yourself and um, to accept that responsibility and recognize that. Yeah. It's been a fantastic conversation, Coach. I really appreciate the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it too. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks. Uh, good luck out Check there. Check out Colorado College. It's yeah. the place to be. Yeah. How do people find you? Uh, well, cctigers.com. Yep. Um, at color or at Coach Conroe on Twitter at um, at CC Tigers underscore Men's Basketball MBB on uh, um, that's our team site and um, you know we have a lot of great stuff going on at the institution right now. Our president um, Song Richardson. Sorry, I'm going to steal a second. No, but, please give me as much as you got. Um, she she came to us from UC Irvine Law School. Um, she was a National Civil Rights Attorney and Dean of the Law School there. She's come and we. CC had made an anti-racism commitment before George, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement, and it, it was trying to be transformational as a, a PWI, pro, predominantly white institution, mm. um, and has made a commitment to that. Um, we became test optional. We dropped out of the U.S. News World rep Report rankings because uh -huh. we felt like it was um, unjust as far as, I shouldn't say unjust, but um, just didn't feel like it aligned with our core values mm. um, and where we were going as an institution. And so, you know, I think we're still, they still rank us, but we don't supply all the data that they're looking for, the race-based statistics and some of the financial things and th things like that. Um, we we um, became 100% need-based financial aid. Really? Um, so, can you talk about what, how, why that's important to people who might not? Yeah. Know? So, a lot of D three institutions have a lot of merit money. Academically, you've earned this amount of grant. Um, so, for us, 
whatever we're not need blind, which is a little bit different. There's several institutions that have been able to accomplish that. And so they do consider your financial need in the application process, yep. but whoever they admit, they're hundred percent committed to meeting your financial need. So it is an expensive school, but if you come from a single family home and your household income is less than a hundred thousand, you're probably going to get a very good financial aid package at Colorado college. And so those types of things kind of, um, create opportunity. And, and so it aligns with what we're trying to accomplish. And, uh, we have great leadership, um, you know, from Mike Edmonds, who was my mentor that helped me find my way to, to Colorado college. He just retired this year, uh, to president Richardson to Leslie. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal and it's a great place to be right now. I wish you all the best. That sounds like a, a, a unique, extraordinary and wonderful opportunity for a lot of people. It is. It's so distinct. Colorado college is so distinct and well-positioned, it scares a lot of people. So, wow. Yeah, that's